joining us. Every few weeks, we'll be here to answer your dental marketing questions and provide ideas on how you can generate new patients and make your practice more profitable. I'm Cheryl Paterzoli, marketing expert here at ProSites, and I'm joined by Fanny Barrientos, also on our marketing team here at ProSites. Hello. So let's get started today with our first question. So today we're talking about social media, and one of the first questions everybody always asks is, why should I be on social media? Uh, I mean... It's, I know that it's one of those things where dentists, you know, they don't typically see new patients right away. It's not as what we refer to in the marketing world as bottom of funnel, right? Like your followers are not going to instantly become your new patients. Um, but it is about creating relationships online. And it is about taking the tactics that you learn from word of mouth and applying them online. So you really have to uh, be on social media in order to nourish those relationships with patients, your current patients, and, you know, prospective patients as well. So that's the major component of it. And then, you know, I think that sort of begs the question after that we, we typically get a lot is, which are the best social media networks that your practice should be on, right? Because then once you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do it, where do I go? Um, and so we've actually found that the the top uh, profiles to be on or the platforms to be on are going to be Facebook, Instagram, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where Facebook is probably the favorite. And the reason I say that is because Facebook just has such a broad audience. It, you know, from, you know, young moms to older people like grandmothers and, you know, grandfathers and grandparents. And and that's what people are comfortable with using. That it's, it's just at this point, Facebook has been around long enough and changed enough that a lot of people have adopted it. You know, when you move over to Instagram or Snapchat or anything like that, that's definitely a younger demographic that you're probably not interested in yet. So yeah, I think Facebook is the first one. Then I would probably recommend Instagram just because you can do a lot of visual things as a dentist. You know, if you get the parent's permission or a patient's permission and they're willing to participate in some of your content, you know, those like first smile reveals are always really emotional and get to people. I know you've seen those, you know, when people get their braces removed or when they've had a lot of like restorative work to their teeth and they get their smile back like a lot of people like to see that feel-good type of content so you know that's something that you can post simultaneously from Instagram to Facebook as well so um, yeah, a lot of be before and after pictures are really yeah, great for that those are great and you know no, it's just it, it's just one of the things where like it gets to people, you know, so it's like puppies. Okay, so let's see. One other question that we get is how can I get more followers on social media and how do I get people to find me? Okay. This question it really just kind of depends on where you're at on social media. If you're just starting out, chances are that you don't have a lot of followers. Um, you maybe only have a handful. So there's a few things that you could do. You can send out an email to let people know that you're active on there, right? So you Put some content up first, a few posts here and there. Send out an email to your patients and have them like you. That's probably one of the more direct ways of doing it. Um, you can put up signs in your office so that while people are waiting, they can, you know, follow you and see what you're up to. And chances are they're already on Facebook anyway, so with a like, you know. Um, and then uh, another thing that you could do is as you're getting a little bit more traction and engagement on your content, if you actually click on how many people are people that actually reacted and liked to it, this is on Facebook, you can actually invite them to like the page. So then they'll get a notification on their end to, if they want to, they can like the page and it's a simple yes or no, minimal work for them. 
if you, and then also if you're brand new, you may want to consider just boosting a couple of posts here and there to get a little bit of extra engagement so that you can invite the Facebook user to your page through Facebook. It's so you just need to put in a couple bucks here and there, maybe 10, 20 bucks here and there, and that'll help sort of boost visibility. It's not like a long-term strategy at all. Once the ball gets rolling, you get a little bit more momentum, then that's not necessary anymore, but it's just a way to start. You know, something else, too, is if you can get your patients to post and tag you, that's yeah. also going to help you get more followers because they're going to naturally follow you when they tag you. Um, and you'll see, especially the younger crowd, I mean, they're taking pictures everywhere they are. <laughs> Walking with my teenage daughter, and no matter where we are, she's taking a picture <laughs> and posting it. So um, I think that's also a good way to try to get more followers is if you encourage the patients to take pictures and tag you. And that's see that, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying before. When you're doing content that you know sort of involves a patient, they're more likely to tag you because they're in the content. You know what I mean? So then you can reach out to whoever they're connected to. So it, you know it all works together. So yeah, that's a great point. Okay, let's see. The next question that we typically get is, what are the best things to post about on social media? So I, we kind of alluded to this, you know, really emotional content that um, connects with people. Also, educational articles, you know, if, if you have a pediatric dentist in the office and you have, um, you know, you, a lot of young moms come to you, um, post about, you know, when the appropriate time is to bring a toddler in. Um, and really what this is uh, alluding to is just get to know your audience and post about that. So whether that's educational articles, maybe some cartoons here and there, maybe some emotional before and afters, like that's just something that will connect with people and will resonate with people. Well, one of the things I, you know, I always like to kind of warn people too is um, when you're thinking about social media, people are posting about your office regardless of whether or not you want them to. So always yeah. make sure too that your office is clean. You don't have a pile of trash in the corner that somebody's going <laughs> to post a picture of, that your employees aren't going to get caught doing something that looks a little bit shady um, because those things get captured by people all the time. Even little things like, you know, if you've got dirty air ducts and they're taking a selfie in the background, you see the air duct Ooh. behind them. Little stuff like that. So, so it's kind of more of a warning for people who, even if you're not engaged in social media, your practice might get engaged in social media. So <laughs> yeah, just kind of one of those other things to, to warn for. It's a, yeah, it goes both ways. All right. So let's see. Another question that we get is, um, I guess it's kind of dovetails into reviews, right? Because one of the questions that we get is, should I encourage reviews on social sites? Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook is, is one that has a lot of local reviews. Um, that's the only one. Twitter and Instagram don't have local reviews yet. They may someday. Um, but the reason why you want to collect reviews on there is because if someone does tag you in, like, say, a comment or a post or something, um, especially if someone is looking for recommendations, your overall review rating will appear along with your tagged name. So what that does is that other people that, you know, see this, they'll be able to see your overall rating, especially on Facebook, and then determine whether they want to move forward with you. So if that person is looking for recommendations, it's just a really easy way for them to determine who they want to contact. So reviews are important there. And so that kind of um, circles back to what Cheryl just said, make sure that your office looks good and is clean, because 
if it's not, someone might leave a negative review, <laughs> which we've yeah. seen happen. So, Well, and if I remember correctly, Facebook reviews, the number of stars actually shows up in organic search listings also. Yes, it does. So even if somebody never clicks and looks at your Facebook page, but they search online for your practice name, they're still going to see how many stars. So it's important to make sure you've got a good collection, a good representative sample of reviews on Facebook because it might impact people who never even click over to Facebook. That's a good point. Good call out. Um, all right. So then um, I think that Another question that we get around, especially with Facebook, is advertising. So advertising on Facebook, does it work? And I guess with that, um, it's like any other advertising you're going to do. It's, it works if you take care of it. It works if you're vigilant, right? So there are a lot of different ways that you can advertise. There's anything from just you know, boosting content. Um, that's just going to give you a little bit more social media engagement if that's your objective. But then you can also set up actual advertising campaigns to push things like, you know, teeth whitening services or braces or something like that. And you can actually target specific audiences within Facebook. And so once you've set up a campaign on Facebook, you have to be very vigilant to make sure that where you're spending your dollars actually makes sense. And in order to really know how to spend your money, you have to do a lot of testing. So chances are that the first time you create an ad, you're not going to, it's, it's not just going to work. You know, you can't just set it and forget it. You have to do some tweaking, some ad copy tweaking, make sure that the landing page that you're using for that specific fake advertisement actually matches the advertisement and you're not just sending them to some generic page on your website. And then from there, you can kind of start understanding what works with people and what doesn't. Kind of similar to, to, to how we've talked in the past about AdWords, where when you do an advertisement like that, you really need to think through every step. Um, the ad itself, the landing page, the tracking, making sure it's consistent. And if one time it fails, doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that advertising doesn't work for you. It just means that that particular ad or landing page didn't make it. And yeah. you might want to rethink, you might want to test other other ad copy, other images. It, it could be the smallest thing that really makes something fail. So it takes a lot of work to get it right, um, but it can definitely pay off if you can get it right. Yeah, the thing too is that with social media, like you have all of these different ways of targeting that you just can't get anywhere else, right? Even in search, even if you're doing pay-per-click advertising, um, you can, with pay-per-click advertising on search engines, you can target this, the keywords that people are using, right? But on social media, you can target people that have specific interests and in a specific age demographic and all that. So it's just, there's so many different ways of doing it. And that's the other thing too, is that you're going to want to test different audiences. So in some places that, you know, some accounts that I've worked, I found that sometimes remarketing to visitors on your website is the best option, you know, and then for whatever reason, in a different account, that just doesn't work. And that's just because they're different audiences. So, so, so overall, we highly recommend everybody use social media. It's a great way to engage with your patients. It's a great way to find new patients. It's a great way to collect referrals. Um, you know, the word of mouth is one of the primary ways that dentists get new patients in the door. Social media makes it so much easier because people can share the name of their dentist when people are asking for recommendations. And if you have a presence, you can be tagged. You can see who's tagging you and you can actually respond back to those people directly. So it, there's a lot of power in social media. Oh. I think that's it for today. 
So I want to thank everybody for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, or share our podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.